...to lift the cases out. 26 Platanen Alley was a modern building with a lift in the lobby. The apartment was on the third floor and had two bedrooms, a large sitting room, a kitchen dining room and bathroom. Leonard still lived at home with his parents in Tottenham and commuted each day to Dollis Hill. He strode from room to room, turning on all the lights. There were various novelties. There was a big wireless with creamy push-buttons and a telephone standing on a nest of coffee tables. By it was a street plan of Berlin. There was army-issue furniture, a three-piece suite of smudgy floral design, a poof with leather tassels, a standard lamp that was not quite perpendicular, and against the far wall of the sitting room, a writing bureau with fat bow legs. He luxuriated in the choice of bedroom and unpacked with care. His own place. He had not thought it would give him so much pleasure. He hung his best, second-best, and everyday grey suits in a wardrobe built into the wall whose door slid at the touch of a hand. On the bureau he placed the teak-lined, silver-plated cigarette box engraved with his initials, a going-away present from his parents. By its side he stood his heavy indoor lighter, shaped like a neoclassical urn. Would he ever have guests? Only when everything had been arranged to his satisfaction did he allow himself to sit in the armchair under the standard lamp and open the envelope. He was disappointed. It was a scrap of paper torn from a memo pad. There was no address, only a name, Bob Glass, and a Berlin telephone number. He had wanted to spread out the street plan on the dining table, pinpoint the address, plan his route. Now he would have to take directions from a stranger, an American stranger, and he would have to use the phone, an instrument he was not easy with, despite his work. His parents did not have one, nor did any of his friends, and he rarely had to make calls at work. Balancing the square of paper on his knee, he dialed painstakingly. He knew how he wanted to sound, relaxed, purposeful. Leonard Marnham here, I think you've been expecting me. Straight away a voice rapped out, Glass! Leonard's manner collapsed into the English dither he had wanted to avoid in conversation with an American. Oh yes, uh, look, um, I'm terribly sorry, is that Marnham? Actually, yes, Leonard Marnham here. I think you've been right down this address. Ten Nollendorfstrasse off the Nollendorfplatz. Get here tomorrow morning at eight. The line went dead while Leonard was repeating the address in his friendliest voice. He felt foolish. In solitude, he blushed. He caught sight of himself in a wall mirror and approached helplessly. His glasses, stained yellowish by evaporated body fat, this at least was his theory, perched absurdly above his nose. When he removed them, his face appeared insufficient. Along the sides of his nose were red pressure streaks, dense in the very bone structure. He should do without his glasses. The things he really wanted to see were up close. A circuit diagram, a valve filament, another face, a girl's face. His domestic calm had vanished. He paced his new domain again, pursued by unmanageable longings. At last he disciplined himself by sitting at the dining table to write a letter to his parents. Composition of this kind cost him effort. He held his breath at the beginning of each sentence and let it go with a gasp at the end. Dear Mum and Dad, the journey here was boring, but at least nothing went wrong. I arrived today at four o'clock. I have a nice flat with two bedrooms and a telephone. I haven't met the people I'm working with yet, but I think Berlin will be all right. It's raining here and it's awfully windy. It looks pretty damaged, even in the dark. I haven't had a chance to try out my German yet. Soon, Hunger and curiosity drove him out of doors.
he had memorized a route from the map and set off eastwards towards Reichskanzlerplatz. Leonard had been fourteen on VE Day, old enough to have a head full of the names and capabilities of combat planes, ships, tanks, and guns. He had followed the Normandy landings and the advances eastwards across Europe, and earlier northwards through Italy. Only now was he beginning to forget the names of every major battle. It was impossible for a young Englishman to be in Germany for the first time and not think of it above all as a defeated nation, or feel pride in the victory. He had spent the war with his granny in a Welsh village, over which no enemy aircraft had ever flown. He had never touched a gun or heard one go off outside a rifle range. Despite this, and the fact that it had been the Russians who had liberated the city, he made his way through this pleasant residential district of Berlin that evening. The wind had dropped and it was warmer, with a certain proprietorial swagger, as though his feet beat out the rhythms of a speech by Mr. Churchill.